that was the hard part was, you know, that brick and mortar idea was out the window for us as soon as that uh, virus hit. We, there's no way. And so it delayed us. It delayed us yeah. probably a year than we wanted to. And we're hoping that there's an end to this so we can have the opportunity for everybody to get back out there and have equal opportunity in, in this business and, and every other business. So it was hard. Yeah. Hey, it's Josh. Before we get started with this episode, I just want to ask that if you're listening, please subscribe in your podcast app so you'll get notifications when new episodes come out. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend and maybe leave a review. It will really help us out. Okay, enjoy the episode. Breaking news tonight, the coronavirus forcing millions more Americans into virtual lockdown. Our country wasn't built to be shut down. This is not a country that was built for this it was not built to be shut down. America will again and soon be open for business, uh, very soon, a lot sooner than uh, three or four months. It's there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. Um, there's a lot of, you know, wondering if you're risking your life by going to work. Welcome to the Restarting America podcast. In this episode, we're welcoming Marianne Lancar, a cannabis advocate who's helped craft legislation in Illinois for the past 15 years. We're really excited to have Marianne and to hear her story today. Thanks for joining us. Marianne, tell me a little bit about your business, and then I want to get into what was going on in 2020, what happened in March, and, and how we got to talking to here today. So tell me first, tell me just like a bit about your business and what's going on with it and, and give your pitch for it, and then we'll get into really the story. Well, my dream was to open up kind of like a CBD store with some of my friends and uh, natural, everything natural that you can get CBD. It's really good for you. It's like flaxseed. So you're all excited because, you know, the bill's passed and you want to get into something healthy and get going. And then, you know, the sky falls with COVID and you're trying to work so hard to get through the obstacles of where are you going to go next? Like, are you going to continue or are you going to stop? It's really hard to be positive normally, but when you're in a virus and you're just starting a business, um, you just, you're crushed, really crushed. So, so to start that was really challenging. Uh, but we knew that we still wanted to continue to do that. Um, so we plugged through. So tell me, what is, what is your role? So you have, you have your friends, you have people you've either done business with or you know, you're, you know, this is like how a lot of things are. People get together and they do things. So what, right. like, what, is your, what is your role in this? And like, what, like, what does that look like? Well, my role is fun. I get to go and check out all the local hemp farmers. And see where are the farmers? Like, what does that mean? Where do you go? What well, does that mean? Like, I'm in Chicago. I'm on the north side. Yeah. Like, where do I go? Illinois, Illinois has a lot of farmers that are now getting into this industry that are excited about it. So, you know, um, fall is when they harvest. So you get to go and check out their product and see what it looks like. People use this for smokables. They use it for um, makeup or tablets or all kinds of supplements and tea and honey. And so it's, it's really great. It's really good for you. Got it. And so you, and so tell me like, let, tell me a, like about what it looks like a day of going and visiting a grower or visiting a farmer. And what, like, what, what does that interaction look like? And you know them, you call them before, uh, like, how does yeah, it work? No, well, you call them and you, you know, if you can go you see Google them, 
during the virus. Uh, well, no, actually, I know Eric Steenstra is a really good friend of mine from Vote Hemp, uh, and he knows everybody and anybody. So any kind I have yeah. a question, I phone a friend and I ask them, you know, who are the quality uh, people that you consider are, you know, not only have good product, but are really decent people. If you have a chance to yeah. work with people, you want to deal with decent people, not just you know, good product. You can get good product probably anywhere, Colorado, Oregon, um, California, but Illinois is new. And I really excited about fresh product, having it literally in Illinois and supporting our local farmers is important for me. Yeah. It's really interesting. What, like how do, like, how do you go from sweet corn to hemp, I guess? Like, how do they, that like, I mean, there's obviously like a financial, I mean, I don't know. It seems like there would be a financial incentive. Like, how do you go from soybeans to hemp or sweet corn to hemp or what, you know, whatever people are growing to hemp? Um, well, you have to get a license from the ag department and be checked out. To Is that sure. hard? Um, no, it's not. We made the process really easy as advocates. We worked hard with the ag department. They're doing a great job. So uh, anybody can apply to grow hemp on their soil. Um, you don't need a lot of land to do it. So that's pretty exciting. You know, you can make your own solvents, you can make your own lotion, you can do all kinds of stuff. We made it really easy for you to do that. Um, and then you just have to purchase your seeds and uh, start growing, start growing your hemp. So it's not difficult. You just, there's people and resources out there now that will help uh, you get to that, which is exciting. Um, and there's other people out there in the industry and some of them are really nice and willing to share. Um, so Again, that's that networking of just getting together with people that you do know and that, that you trust and ask them, you know, who do you recommend? But um, yeah, calling up a, a hemp farmer and asking to come out and see their product that, you know, you're excited for them and you want to have something, um, they're excited. They're excited to be part of something new and to share something with their next generation, uh, you know, and also it's good for their land. Um, they grow it long enough. Uh, now their land's organic. So it, it, it's a win-win for everybody. But um, yeah, I'd like to plug our Illinois farmers because we worked hard to get this bill passed and I think that they deserve the opportunity. So it's kind of fun to go meet them and be excited about a new industry that wasn't out there. Got it. So you're opening, you're, you're planning to open these stores, um, your new small business. It's not, it's not very easy to be a small business in general. And um, to tell me like, they really take me back down to like March. Like I remember like the, the stay at home order. It's funny. We're actually going to have later a guest on who was my first meeting after the stay at home order. It was like, we, we like met like Monday, like a Foxtrot or something, you know, it was like we're away at some coffee, we're hanging out. And then the next week, okay, we're going to meet again, you know, with our partners and we're going to get everybody together because we're going to have like a more serious conversation. And then it's like, Sunday night, they're like, okay, stay at home order. And I remember I was emailing, I was like, I don't know, like, we don't do Zoom, we don't do whatever, we we're trying to figure it out. And I remember that it's so exciting to have them on the, they, they were launching an app, they've launched the app now, it's like very exciting. And so we're going to have them on. But what was that like? What happened when all of that went down for you? Well, the search of the brick and mortar ended. <laughs> we just, yeah, we just were like, no, let's figure out how to go through the whole GoDaddy and do an online store, which we're still continuing. Yeah do um and that was the hard part was you know that brick and mortar idea was out the window for us as soon as that uh virus hit we there's no way and so it delayed us it delayed us yeah probably a year than we wanted to 
And we're hoping that there's an end to this so we can have the opportunity for everybody to get back out there and have equal opportunity in, in this business and, and every other business. So it was hard, yeah. Yeah, are there regulations to sell this online? And like, is that limited also just still to Illinois or like, how does that work? No, CBD, really CBD you can do international because it doesn't have any THC in it. So there's no issue with that. You can send it to Europe, you can get it from Europe. Uh, so you can buy it from farmers in um, Colorado or like I said, Oregon or California, if you want to. So you can get it from, there's less, much less regulations there. It is because it's a CBD. So you have all the paperwork and everything you have to send with it to show that, you know, you are a processor or a grower, or you can send this to, to another consumer, of course. So you'll have to have all that. You can't just grow it in your backyard and decide that you're just going to send it to your friend in Colorado. It doesn't work that way. Got it. And so in, so in March, you're looking for physical space. What were the things you're considering in a physical space and like a retail experience like this? Just a small little retail area where you can test all the products and see what it's like and educate how great CBD is for you and what it does for you and the different things you can really do with it um, in your own life and, and work with it. So there's a there's lots of stores that you see now. People use it for smokables, CBD instead of tobacco to get away from that and um, you know not laced with anything that might not be good for you. So that's what's kind of good about having you know, the hemp and smokables for people that are actually trying to get off of cigarettes and other people that want supplements and know that it's really good for them and um, in a myriad of different things to tea bags, to honey, to kind of everything like a CVS under one store of any kind of healthy product um, you can get. Got it. And so it's been, you know, we're getting close to almost like marking a year. I'm seeing like news highlights of like, oh, like this was on this, I think it was yesterday on this day. It was like the first documented like coronavirus case in Illinois or something, you know, like this is like, uh, I remember I was like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't so clear exactly what was happening. Um, uh, still not totally clear exactly what's happening, but, um, wh what's going on with the business now? Well, we're still now looking for a brick and mortar. Now that we're getting to springtime, we're, we're retracking back from where we were a year ago to maybe get our first store in Chicago and get it filled with product and get that going. So yeah, it was a hard haul, but we're still gonna try. That's what's fun about starting a business, equal opportunity. I'm glad that we didn't get that brick and mortar and um, we, we stopped in our tracks and kind of looked at it and maybe uh, thought about how we could do this better and what else we can do and regroup before we set back this time. So it did give us that time to kind of look at things and make it better that maybe we wouldn't have had um, because we were so excited just to get a brick and mortar and start. So yeah. I think maybe that you have to kind of look at the good things and in the bad and just keep moving yeah. forward and keep staying positive and true to you know your business plan and what you really want to do and know that there's a future for this and i think that's exciting more than anything at this time just something to be exciting about yeah um what how does the like recreational market and like the medical market like the retail experience of like i guess uh i don't even i i'm not like so far I, I, all i know is like i go i go by the mall and there's like a new place 
that like it's like where you can get medical or recreational or yeah. something you know and i go by you know i go by the grocery store and like it's like and it, and there's like these in, at least in chicagoland there are these like architectural wonders that i'm like, well, I'm like what is that i'm like what like that used to be like a bank and now it's like this like crazy looking building and like yeah. i'm not like i'm not really sure what's going on but like how does this impact like um your business and like the the understanding the experience i also see things in like on the next door app but like oh my god like we cannot let this uh recreational place like yeah. come into our neighborhood or something which to me i'm very confused by because isn't it good for the business i don't know but like again like that's like I'm, I'm not so active on the next door app but i just like i see these things so, like how do these like you've dealt with this like legislatively yeah. for years right but like now we're just dealing with like in the culture like what what do you see for that? How does that impact your business? Well, as an advocate, when we wrote this bill, medical cannabis bill, we wanted to make sure that your neighborhood liked you. We wanted to make sure that you gave back, that you weren't just going to open up a business, make a gazillion dollars, and not care for the people that are in that area. I think that was the yeah. number one thing that Illinois did right, that no one else did, or they followed afterwards. Um, so that was pretty exciting to know that you'd have to get a letter. If you wanted to open up a business in that town for medical cannabis, you would have to approach the town and speak to them mm -hmm. and ask them, are you okay with this? And mm -hmm. they want to ask their fellow constituents, are they okay with this? And again, we all know someone that's dying of something and it's not a red or blue, you're dying. Um, and you've taken every other kind of pharmaceutical medicine out there that may not be good for your organs long-term. So I do believe in this medicine wholeheartedly. Um, but we also know that those medical dispensaries would probably turn into legalization. And I think that scares people. So if you're entering a neighborhood, you need to educate and introduce yourself uh, that you're not like the boogeyman and you're not the haunted house and you're not going to put hexes on all their houses, um, that you're there for the community. And if you are truly there for the community, I think the community will know that you are there for them. Um, but you just have to be compelled to make sure that they know. And I think that is a part that many people uh, don't think about when they're opening up a business such as a legalization um, cannabis business in somebody else's neighborhood so interesting um you talked about like how you know the the, the stay at home the lockdown kind of things that you were looking at retail you're like okay this is obviously not the time to go into retail and yeah. i think that like when you say you know it's like you're lucky to not have that kind of burden or liability at that point i mean it's like i mean it's like kind of like i don't know if it's dodging a bullet or whatever but it would be it's a different kind of experience. So like, oh yeah, we've you know we talked to one of our guests. They we were moving into a new warehouse and coming back from London, and they were in California, and everything's getting shut down, and they don't know if they can move from their one warehouse to another yeah. warehouse. It's very confusing and uh, uncertain, and their products coming from China. They have a whole it's a big mess, right? Like there's different kinds of messes that every business is kind of dealing with yes. at any time, and um, really crazy to think about. And then so we've experienced this like like this health, economic, global pandemic. And then in the U.S. We, and in Chicago and around the country, we've also experienced um, the pandemic of racism. We talked about we talked to one of our former guests, Kimberly Diaz, um, from One Till, and she talked to us about this. You know, we have this pandemic, and then we have this dual pandemic of racism going on, where we see people like George Floyd is killed, and Ahmaud Arbery is killed, and Breonna Taylor is killed. And how has like racism and like the impact of the 
communities of black and people of color, how has that impacted your business and impacted you? It has not impacted my business uh, one bit, but I have as an observer um, on this earth have noticed how um, it's not equal opportunity for all. And I have witnessed myself um, brutality and in, in where I grew up in the southwest side of Chicago that was really racist. And I would see it was in Marquette Park where Martin Luther King actually um, marched into and he said out of everywhere that he went to, uh, he hadn't seen the worst racism as that park and as growing up in that neighborhood witnessing that my whole life made me very angry uh, to the yeah. point where I come from an immigrant family and they have accents and they were treated not so nicely because of their accents. So I think that if we're under this roof of Americans, uh, it's equal opportunity for all. And when we spoke to the Ag Department, us advocates, we wrote this bonus point that was supposed to address minorities uh, in the medical cannabis community. And it was supposed to also give our veterans as well as our disabled, as well as women right to be in this industry um, and be kind of pushed ahead. Well, they didn't use any of those bonus points. And I believe that um, it was pretty criminal and they should be looked at for the first applications that they did uh, in 2016. Because if it was a blinded process, like they said it was, Surely a minority would have had to get a license. Surely a disabled would have got a license or a veteran that applied or possibly a woman that applied. So there's a lot of work to be done and still they're holding up these licenses to the social equity, which is so ridiculous and criminal and it angers me so badly. And when I wrote this book, uh, The Cannabis Advocate, it's not so much just about cannabis, it's about how to be yeah. an advocate, how to stand yeah. up, do something in the world that you normally wouldn't do, that you don't have the money. How do I do it? Where do I go from here? You know, maybe you're a student, you just got out of political science class and you're like, what am I going to do? Well, don't burn down the city, okay? That's not <laughs> going to work. What we could do is we have an Illinois Black Caucus. So I drove around Illinois as disguised under Uber. Uh, and I had my book in the back seat and I gave it to a lot of youth that I picked up on the Southeast side of Chicago, Southwest side of Chicago to try to explain to them that it's up to you. Like, what are you gonna do um, to change, you know, the direction of this? And it's very easy. You pick up the phone and we have an Illinois Black Caucus that you can call today and say, why aren't you writing? a witness protection bill. So if we see somebody getting killed with a cell phone and we don't pass it out to the world, so now all of us are gasping for air for this human that is just being killed by somebody in front of us, how about we have a witness protection bill so that when the rest of the men in blue or women come to the scene, that person's protected and their evidence is taken into into you know safety so we can change it so it never happens again and we also need to look at all our first responders and checking them for ptsd to make sure they are okay and they're okay to serve all of us because i don't care what side you're on it's a tough job 
and you don't get paid a lot. If you're a nurse, a doctor, a fireman, a policeman, we need a bill to say, let's look into our first responders. Let's make sure they can go back to work and go back to their families safely at night. Two little things that we can do, but guess what? It takes, you have to be compelled to wanna to pick up that phone and call those people and tell them, I am watching you and I'm gonna call you every day until you get this bill written. And if not, there's lots of universities you can go to and they'll help you write a bill. And then you just get it to a great legislator, someone you can trust that you think that will get it. And that's how you start, but it starts with you. Yeah, tell me this is a very inspiring speech and uh, I'm sure you're inspiring also a lot of people. Tell me who, who inspired, who or what's inspiring you during this time, a very difficult time. Um, that's really difficult. I believe that there's faith of some sort um, that gets me through the difficult, dark moments and everybody has them. I have them a few times a week um, with this pandemic and I have teenage children that are homeschooling and I'm trying to start a business and as a woman and in a guy society somewhat, it's really not easy. And a lot of people want to talk you out of starting a business because they know how hard it is. But when you have passion for something, um, whether you're a youngster or someone that's retired and 60, I, I believe that, you know, you put it out there, you put that goodness out there and it's a ripple effect. And um, then it'll be another ripple effect and you'll get through it. And it may take a long time because circumstances, you can't, you can't predict a, a virus that happened once in a lifetime. I mean, how are you, how are you going to predict that? And while you're still on earth breathing, there's a reason that you just have to keep going. And maybe at the end, we'll all figure out what that is. But until we, we get to that, I think that that's the part of the journey of life is striving through this thing called life, whatever it is for you or your business or your life or how you live it. And the only way it's going to do it is if you pick yourself up and you just throw yourself out there and you continue to know that each day is a new day to fix the mess up that was yesterday that you can't get yeah. to anymore, or that you're just sick of or sitting on phone with, you know, ADT for five hours in your new business or GoDaddy or whatever it is. It's, it's nobody wants to sit on the phone with GoDaddy. Nobody wants to sit on the phone with GoDaddy. I love you, GoDaddy. I really do, but it's it's disheartening. GoDaddy, if you're listening, I don't love you. I do. I, mean, <laughs> I still love you because you're there 24 7. GoDaddy, they are there 24 7. Unfortunately, some of the problems come up 24 7 too. Um, that's a, that's like a, that's a little bit of a yes, but they're there. The call them up. I have. Yeah. I've called them up at midnight and. They have been there for me, like hysterical, trying to get in my website. So again, every day is not an easy day when you choose yeah. to not work for corporate America. Yeah. It's not what, as we kind of wrap up the, the, the time and we kind of look towards the future, like what's one piece of advice you give to other business owners right now? Don't stop. Don't stop write a journal, write something down. So, you know, you know that yesterday, yes, stunk really bad. But then like a week from now and you look back at it, maybe a door open that maybe didn't open for you last week. Yeah. Or maybe you met someone that 
kind of just fell in your lap and then you're like, okay, I'm on the right track. Even if it's a small little sign, look for those signs and just keep positive and, you know, stay, stay away from toxic people. If that's the number one thing I could tell you, stay away from them. I don't care what it's about. They will stick your energy and they'll take it all. You won't get to the next day that you need all the energy for. Yeah. That's the most important. I think that's great advice. I think that this is, you are, you know, for staying away from toxic people, I'm glad to have met you today and be able to talk to you and be able to share your story with our audience and uh, other business owners. And uh, I'm going to recommend everyone um, check out your book, The Cannabis Advocate um, on Amazon. And we'll link to that in the notes. And uh, we're just really looking forward to seeing like uh, hopefully a lot of success for you in the future for your, yourself and health for you and your family and your loved ones. And uh, we're just, uh, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to like a really a great 2021 um, and looking to getting getting back to normal, but just finding like really good, t- good things to come in 2021. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for your time. And just know like this too shall pass. It's, it's you know, it might look a kidney stone, but it, it will pass. <laughs> oh. Thank you for listening to this episode of Restarting America podcast. Make sure to subscribe in your podcast app and visit restarting-america.com for more episodes like this one. Restarting America is produced by 97Switch.